At the end of this interview, after I make my concluding remarks, there will be an additional 10 minutes or so of video that was recorded later that afternoon uh, in a public gathering where I asked Deepak by a couple of questions. So please stay tuned for that. Thank you. Welcome to Buddha at the Gas Pump. My name is Rick Archer, and my guest this week is Deepak Bai. And actually, I'm his guest because I've come up to Chicago from Iowa to interview him in person. And so it's a great joy to be here, and thank you for the opportunity. Very good. Good. Now, I've been explaining to Deepak before we started, re Deepak Bai, before we started recording, that the purpose of this show is to demonstrate to those who watch it that a lot of people these days are having spiritual awakenings and it's <clears throat> it almost seems to be epidemic <clears throat> more and more people all over the world and it's taking many different expressions it's not exclusive to any one group or path or teaching or anything else um, but it, it seems to be becoming commonplace and it's being facilitated I think by the internet which enables people to see a discussion like this which 50 years ago wouldn't have been possible. Um, now Deepak Bai of course himself had a spiritual awakening many years ago at a very young age and we're going to talk about that and the um, he is a teacher with quite a wide following quite a high degree of popularity around the world and, and in India and he teaches something called Jnan Vidhi which he learned from his teacher who was referred to as Dada Bhagavan. So I thought maybe we could start, if you like, by just um, talking a little bit about what Jnanvidi is, and then we'll, we'll take it from there. Jnanvidi means uh, <coughs> uh, getting awareness of pure soul, and uh, Dada Bhagavan means he's a spiritual person. He got realization in 1958. And he himself searching that who is the God, where is the God, what is the true address of God, how the karma is building up, how the he can come out from the whole karma cycle, and what is ultimate salvation. So he's searching from the childhood, and he says, from so many births, I'm searching this, what is reality, what is universal truth. And he got... In 1958, a realization of what is universal truth. And he has experienced pure soul within himself as well as what is reality of this universe. What are the eternal elements? How they are comes in contact with each other? How they are, what are the properties? What are the phases of eternal element? Everything he has experienced. And biggest thing, who is the governing this whole universe? He has realized that thing. And he has passed this knowledge to his disciples or say followers. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Nirube Naming, Niruma we called, mm -hmm. she got 1968 self-realization from Dada Bhagwan. And I got this knowledge of self-realization in 1971. One thing I can I want to clear that Dada Bhagwan means himself body is not Dada Bhagwan. He says this body has given name A M Patel, Ambalal M Patel. And inside pure soul, absolute pure soul is a Dada Bhagwan. 
and he himself says i am a gnani self realized person gnani purush so like that three division he has experienced and bhagavan means god right yes and dada means what father or yeah a grandfather grandfather um right and so he's saying obviously this body is named patel and patel. grew up in gujarat and so on but it is the within that the 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 bhagavan quality is awakened he's absolute pure soul he's right. a god and he's aware of that he was aware of that right yeah. experience of that so would that be how you would define self realization is the awakening to your true nature as bhagavan no who am i who am i because uh, see physical body whatever we are suffering we believe that i am suffering some thoughts are coming bad or good we are thinking i am thinking something whatever speech comes out bad or good we are believe that i am speaking but really who is the doer and who am i that we must know and he got that realization in 1958 and he has passed this knowledge through one hour gnan ceremony it is called gnan vidhi separation of i and my temporary and permanent real and relative and we get awareness of reality who am i within one hour two hour experience is there within second hour we can remain in the awareness of pure soul that is a protection for awareness of pure soul so he has given that knowledge in gnan ceremony gnan vidhi i've never done gnan vidhi but i'm going to do it tomorrow yes, so i'll put this good. to the test definitely <laughs> uh, and uh when you say awareness of pure soul and you know realization that i am not just this body um there must be degrees of that i mean you can explain that to a person you can sit down and say well you know obviously you're not the body because the body changes but you don't change and and so on but that could just be an idea or a, a philosophical concept for the person and i think what you're talking about is more a real experience not just a concept right yes correct experience means he has realized in such a way that there are so many question in this world we must get answer for that why this is happening to whom it is happening who am i how this governing everything so many doubts about spirituality and he got answer for that spirituality and we are also getting such knowledge we have our mind no not a single question in man mind remain pending we can get ultimate solution for each and every question even simple practical questions yes, like definitely. should i study chemistry or should i study biology you're you're saying that if you have this gnan vidhi then it there's kind of an inner intuition which guides you which way to go in in spirituality we must know permanency what is permanent and what is temporary so when we experience permanent thing then we don't have suffering of any temporary thing just like a child he feels my doll is broken so he feels sorry for that he feels uh, sad for that but he once he grow up he he understand that this is temporary and this is just a uh, for playing doll is playing for that so after growing up he understand that there should not be any worry for if doll is broken or whatever happens like that worldly things somebody dies somebody breaking somebody lost money 
still he feels that i am losing money i lost my person i have some disease so at that time we feel oneness with body and that part gives suffering worries tension stress once we know who am i i am permanent i am pure soul then all these temporary things won't touch me it won't give me bad effect i can remain aloof from that i can remain separate from that and i can remain in my inner bliss now i first became aware of this sort of idea of you know that i am more than this body when i was i don't know maybe 17 years old and then i learned to meditate when i was 18 and kept meditating and um you know it's taken I've, now that's 44 years ago but there's so there's been a g- gradual and sometimes profound but growth of appreciation of that and in the beginning it was you know maybe kind of flimsy uh not very stable and then over the years it's gotten more and more and more stable so now when when i read your website and hear you talk you say well within one hour you know this thing <laughs> so it, it, it must be to to my way of understanding it must be that sure one gets a good taste of it in one hour but then there must be a process over time where it grows and becomes more stable is that correct yeah correct but one thing i can say suppose i want to go to airport mm-hmm. and if i miss my address and i go to reverse opposite way and 50 mile away from that station uh, airport so if i ask somebody where is my true address uh, how can i go to there but i can gain understanding within very few moment mm. he's explaining oh this is wrong way you just you take u turn and take this road so and so so i can understand within few second mm-hmm. but 50 mile away so i have to come back to 50 mile and then 5 mile towards airport so that will take time right but understanding correct understanding true address of pure soul i will get definitely mm-hmm. within one hour and then once you have that understanding once a person has that understanding Do, can they lose it again or is it hard, you don't you don't forget it once you have it he is suppose he follow the uh, what instruction given by uh, experienced person then he will reach to airport definitely as long as he, as long as he stays he with the instructions follow, he has to follow instructions yeah, he could get off the route again he, he he suppose he feels that i don't want to follow this whatever i am doing my path is correct and he may go further instead of 50 miles he may go away from the <laughs> airport far away yeah. we can't say what can he. Mm-hmm. but if he follow the words what dada bhagwan has explained then that will help every day he will reach towards airport mm-hmm. towards pure soul absolute pure soul is it possible to say in an, in an interview like this um what actually happens during gyanvidhi so as to give that understanding uh what is your name rick 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 so you says i am rick that's my name yes and then you <laughs> says my name is rick my name is rick so what is true you are rick or your name is rick what you will say so who are you who says i am the owner of this name that's harder to answer in words and that see worldly people they don't know 
I am separate from my name, my body, my thoughts, my mm. speech, my actions. He is dead believing that I am Rick only. So this is my wife, my house, my children. Mm -hmm. So everything belongs, belonging must be separate from honor. Mm. So here Dada Bhagavan says, separate I and my. If you say, this is my body, you never say I am body. So who is the I? He must be separate from my. If I say this is my house, then honor of this house must be separate from house. So like that, my body, my hand, my leg, my head, my eyes, my ear, my fingers. So I must be separate from all this my department. So separate I and my, my body. So you keep separate and you are separate from this body. Then my speech, the speech is separate from I. Then my thoughts, thoughts are separate from I. So I want to realize who am I. Then I separate I from my. My thoughts, my intellect, my ego. I never say my, I am ego, my ego. Then my out, outer world things, worldly things, wife, my wife, my children, my business, my property, my practice, everything goes in my department. The one, what comes in I, I without my is pure soul. So absolute I is a pure soul, is a God. So, by Gnan ceremony, we are separating, we are giving right belief, who am I? And we are dissolving all wrong beliefs. You are not this, you are this. You are not this, you are this. All this relative are temporary adjustment. And real is permanent. So, we are getting belief of permanency, who am I? Then, if we follow Dada's five principles, five Agna, that will help to reach to absolute stage. So the Gyanvidi then enables, it starts a process of discrimination between self and non-self. Yeah. Or between the true I and all the things that all are external things. to it. Relative Temporary thing. things Temporary and permanent. Thing. Right. And then there are five principles, you say, which, if practiced, lead to a, an integration or a stabilization of this understanding. Uh, yeah, understanding and experience of pure soul. Experience of it. That will increase our experience. First we get firm determination, who am I? Then if we practice five principles, that will give you awareness and ultimately we will reach to the full experience of pure soul. Would it be relevant to say in brief what those five principles are, uh, or would you rather have that? That who is the doer, how the relative and real are separate, mm -hmm. that will explanation. Those kinds of things. That, those kind of things. Yeah. And um, is it easy for people who are living a very hectic, Definitely. busy life, you know, a businessman, dry commuting, on the phone all day, can he uh, do this sort of yeah, thing? Yeah, I am also engineer. Yeah, that's right. I am doing my business. Mm -hmm. And I'm fully occupied in my business, 16 hours, 18 hours per day. Not still, anymore. Still, both the things, relative and real, they are parallel. Mm -hmm. They are not one. They are separate. Mm -hmm. So I can remain awareness of pure soul in reality. And Deepak, my first neighborer, <laughs> is doing business. Right. So both the things can be done simultaneously, hmm. relative and real. Relative is the doer and real is the knower. Both the things can be happen. So for businessmen, worldly people, married people, 
they can follow very well and they they get good help of this knowledge now some people might take to it more successfully than others just maybe i'm suggesting just as maybe some people are better golfers or baseball players or piano piano players they have certain aptitudes i mean you yourself were a ardent spiritual seeker from a young age and you met a great master at a young age and you really dedicated yourself to this much more fully is is there some measure is the degree of success based upon aptitude in any way or one's um effort how much effort one puts into it or how qualified a person is or is it pretty much universally successful no but he he must have interest interest he's yeah. a seeker yeah i want to know reality mm-hmm. it's enough for us and at least one hour half an hour he should spend per day because to understand the spiritual science mm-hmm. because this is new philosophy and whatever be, we are believing it is a wrong belief in worldly things whatever we are believing that was really opposite of reality so if we understand this spiritual science it will take time just like a chemistry or physics or whatever a, a algebra we are practicing in uh, in school or college it is it, it is taking time in medicine also medical science once he get admission in medical college he is not become a doctor so he has to learn at least 5 years theory practical just like we says you should be in touch with us theory as well as practical so you will get more and more understanding more and more awareness and more and more experience and what does the person do during that half hour to an hour a day you know just uh, what we are explaining see one uh, one thing who has bonded us not a person not evidence we are bonded due to our wrong belief wrong understanding so blunders and mistake is the biggest bondage to us so in non ceremony our blunders are removed so, but mistakes are there so we have to remove all mistakes so we are getting flawless vision so after that we have to find out our own mistake in worldly relation practice we are having some problem anger pride deceit greed attachment hatred if we hurt somebody we become we have got some f- suffering from other persons so whatever things Uh, we are suffering or we hurt anybody so we have to find our fault and if we see our fault and if we remove our fault so we will get more and more liberation within so that we want we have to find out our faults we have to see flawless vision through for every person so you provide a, a method for seeing one's faults more yeah, clearly and for removing them yeah that is simple say dada bhagwan fault is of the sufferer mm-hmm. who is suffering so if you can discriminate between the sufferer and knower uh, and the knower then the faults begin to we evaporate we can visualize our faults mm-hmm. and that is helping to come out from our faults mm. so we can adjust with all people we can adjust with the circumstantial evidences and we should not see any fault of other person whenever something happened bad to us 
or something, uh, somebody may insult, somebody may cheat us. Still, no, you said this uh, successful people. But somebody may not get success, then he gets suffering. He may get depression also. At that time, this knowledge will help that person. Oh, why this is happening in this my life? So he gets solution and he can understand, oh, this is relative, this is temporary, I am real, I am permanent. So that will help him for stable condition. So it seems that the, the key point is being able to distinguish between the temporary and the permanent and having growing in that ability to the point where it's really stable in one's life. You don't easily get deluded by temporary things. Um, and I was reading in Dada Bhagavan's book, um, and he was talking about degrees of separation, how there's maybe a, a kind of a gross level of it and a subtler level and then a subtlest level. And um, maybe we could talk about that a little bit. It, it seems like, you know, it's not like instantly complete separate, yeah, complete realization of separation, but there must be layer after layer after layer of maybe you would say wrong belief or wrong understanding or perhaps even <clears throat> there's sort of a physiological component to it in the nervous system. They talk of samskaras, you know, and deep impressions that uh, that bind us. Um, is Am I kind of going along the right lines here? Uh, is, is there a progression from gross to subtle to subtlest? Yeah, simple. We can say there are three stages from determination then awareness and experience. So initially we get, who am I, right belief. That is final, and it remains continuously within. Oh, who am I, and I'm who am I not. This relative part and real part, they're total separate, I am really, who am I. That my understanding will clear, first step. Then second step is my awareness. Now this knowledge is given, we have fully discharged karma. So, so many karma are there. We have not finished that karma. We have not dissolved that karma. So, result of karma will come. So, due to force of karma, discharge karma, we, our awareness may disturb. So, at that time... I'm sorry, our, our awareness would... May disturb. Made? Di may disturb. May disturb. 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 Because of karmic force is more yeah. and my awareness is less. So it may hurt, it may, uh, I cannot remain in f con uh, correct awareness at that time. Right. So at that time I have to practice, oh, what happened to this relative part, how I am separate. Mm -hmm. So that will, my awareness, I have to improve. And once I can remain in awareness of pure soul, if I practice five principles of Dada Bhagwan, that help to remove that karmic force. And once the karmic force dissolves, my experience will be there. And that experience remains constant. And slowly, slowly, I get experience of pure soul in higher degree. So what we have to, ultimate, we have to get is experience of pure soul. And that remains constant for permanent. So here, in initially, we have experience of body, mind, ego, and that is a, we have oneness with these relative things. Now we are getting experience of reality, permanency. 
and that will slowly slowly increase mm. yeah as an example for instance um of what you're saying <laughs> there are many challenging situations that happen to people they might get an injury for instance like i hurt my hand a while back carrying a box and running into something it's very painful and um it's definitely you know people who say they have no sense of individuality that they're just you know the absolute try some you know when you undergo a strong experience like that it's definitely happening to me it's not happening to the table um so there's definitely but there was still a dimension even when that happened of silence underlying it and um but it, and i guess with that with that silence that's there in the awareness it makes it easier to bear injuries and insults and you know calamities in life um so you, you what i think what you're saying is the more that self-realization grows things are still going to happen but there's a foundation which makes the things more tolerable is that tolerable not at all but you can feel separation mm-hmm. it is a hand of rick not you are right total separate so rick is experiencing so the pain yeah, there's a he, sense he, of rick is experiencing this pain you know but he will experience right but i know he is experiencing mm-hmm. so just like you are experiencing and separate from you right so like that this body has some effect of pain so ego will suffer that pain and i am separate from this ego mm. so i can also keep awareness oh ego is suffering and he has made mistake in past so he has got this suffering and he this is a result of my past karma mm. and this suffering finish so dissolve ego also dissolves and suffering also go away and i can remain in awareness of pure soul mm-hmm. so my experience of pure soul will increase because pure soul has a property of bliss infinite bliss so he is just like a ice block if he if he heat something give hot thing ice never becomes hot it will cool that hot thing will become cool right. because ice is also is a has a property it remain cool all the time so just like pure soul is a infinite bliss it has property so whatever suffering due to ego due to wrong belief we have charged karma mm. and that when karma gets discharged that will give suffering of the pain so we have to finish that pain by keeping awareness of pure soul we have to finish our karma i had a teacher who used to shock interviewers by saying christ never suffered and he wasn't disputing that christ was crucified he was just saying in his status he didn't he was beyond suffering the body was suffering obviously but not, not no, but there are three parts one is body one is ego and one is pure soul so body has pain and ego is sufferer of that pain so and beyond ego beyond body pure soul is there and it has no suffering at all so if we keep awareness of pure soul oh i am pure soul then we are not going to suffer pain of ego as well as pain of the body yeah i mean i think of situations extreme situations like that of christ or whatever and and i think well it's it's one thing to um 
you know, have this understanding, I am pure soul, I am beyond suffering. But if it, what if it were put to an extreme test like that, you know, would, would it really be able to be lived or would that understanding just go out the window and one is completely overshadowed by the, 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 the intensity? Still, still in this Gnanvidhi, we are getting right belief. So that will never go. The time of death also, this never go. So, so such a good uh, heavy pain or uh, whatever happened, some accident is like, still he got this awareness. So I am pure soul and this is not with me, this is with body. So many people has experienced such uh, things in car accident. Right. Still he got this awareness. He remained in that stage. Um, at one point in Dada Bhagavan's book he was saying that um, he had no intellect, no ego. And so you were saying the three things, you know, the body, the ego, the, the pure soul. Is there, does there come a time in the course of one's development where there is no ego whatsoever and even no intellect? Or do these things remain as faculties, just like our senses? And no, our he has ego, but uh, discharge ego is there. And that means what? Discharge ego. So it just gives effect of karma, and mm -hmm. it will dissolve. Mm -hmm. So 4%, 4 degree of discharge ego is there. 4 degree. He says, 356 degree, I got realization of mm -hmm. pure soul, experience of pure soul. But still 4 degree remain. He has to reach that stage. Mm -hmm. Ultimate stage, Lord Simantar Swami, Lord Mahavi reaches to 360 degree. So he says, I have 4 degree less than Lord Simandar Swami. And the, the Lord Simandar Swami. Swami that you're referring to, he was a human being? or Yeah, human being, but he reached to the full stage mm -hmm. of absolute stage of pure soul. Hmm. Absolute knowledge, Keval Gnan. I once heard the phrase, Lesha Vidya, some faint remains of ignorance, and that it was said that um, if you're going to be alive and functioning as a human being, there has to be a little bit 4%. There has to be a little faint remains or you wouldn't really be able to function in the world. But it sounds like you're saying you can get rid of that, even that 4%. 4% four means 4 degree. Four but degree. he has, because he's giving spiritual talks, mm -hmm. he's, uh, he's wearing clothes, he's staying in house. He's, uh, so that relative part is there. And that, and his, his biggest... Uh, Intense that let the worldly people get knowledge of the salvation. Mm -hmm. So he his life is totally dedicated for world salvation. Mm -hmm. And for that he was not, uh, he says my 4% what 4 degree remain, that is due to world salvation, not for my own interests. What, what was he saying? I, I told it because you were asking, you were telling me about uh, that Lord Simandar Swami. Mm -hmm. Even without a four person, he can perform. That was your, your right, question. right. And what would you say? I'm sure you about that. That his four person was still there. Four, four degree was still remaining, so he was working. Mm -hmm. so you, were ask, you were asking about the Lord Simandar Swami. Right. Oh, I see. Okay, good. Yeah. But this is body, speech, and mind. 
this three battery are getting discharged mm -hmm. and due to ignorance we are charging for next life thoughts or speech or action so when we reach to 360 degree still our mind speech and body are there and they are getting discharged and due to discharge karma he has to stay in this world so lord simandar swami has discharged karma of mind speech and body hmm. but ego totally dissolved and absolute pure soul stage absolute stage of pure soul is experiencing within him so there is 360 degree he reached to that stage still mind speech and body are there and they are getting discharged hmm. and due to discharge karma he has to stay in this world so when this finish it is a liberation and then soul will get ultimate liberation he won't he won't come in birth rebirth cycle hmm. so it sounds like and uh you would discriminate between understanding realization and liberation there would be um different levels of uh, attainment yeah. and um it it sounds as though dada bhagwan was saying that because of those four remaining degrees he said i have gone beyond self realization but not yet attain total liberation um so how would you so so would you define liberation then as a state in which all the remaining karma had been finished finished but until then the best we can hope for is realization and then and perhaps would you say that once realization has dawned then i think i read in the book he was saying that no new karma is, is generated yes, but correct. all the karma that has it's already karma. accumulated begins to discharge karma we have to finish right and for discharge karma when we are finishing the discharge karma we have to keep awareness there should not be charging of new karma right and that will help this five principle will help for stopping charging of new karma hmm so once we get awareness right belief self realization and now if we practice five principle we are stopping charging of new karma mm -hmm. and we are eliminating discharge karma with equanimity right so slowly slowly discharge karma we will finish and there is no charging of new karma the soul remain free from all atoms new body new mind speech everything soul is free from all relative things atoms and karma and body mm -hmm. so absolute pure soul he will liberated from this world and he reach to the ultimate liberation hmm. when ultimate liberation is reached and one is no longer coming to this world the does a, is there sort of a complete dissolving of that being such as like a drop going into the ocean and now no, it's just, no. or do they still exist no. on some higher so level individuality remain separate mm -hmm. from other pure soul mm -hmm. and he will he visualize whole universe and he remain in the infinite bliss mm -hmm. forever on some loka some realm or something yeah. or? Uh -huh. it is beyond this world uh-huh universe okay um I was wondering about the whole theme of um separation which is emphasized a lot in Dada Bhagavan's book um because of course in the traditional um Vedic 
knowledge. Separation, as I understand it, is a stage, Dvaita, and then eventually there's Advaita, where there's a, a unification again. So first the separation is accomplished, and then later on unification again. Does that um, fit with your teaching? means? Well, let's say we're talking about distinguishing between the self and the non-self, the permanent and the impermanent. But if we, even from the standpoint of physics, if we analyze the, the impermanent closely enough and go down, down, down to the most fundamental level, we find it it's, the, it's a, a field of permanency. It's a field of pure uni- unification, pure potentiality. It's not all this changing stuff. So, you know, sages and, and teachers throughout the centuries like Shankara and others have, have spoken of a state of unity where the impermanent is seen for its, in, in its finest value as the self, as so it's not just self and non-self, but even this, the, that which was previously non-self is then s- is seen in terms of the self. Does, uh, did I talk too much there? Do you, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> One second. But really, Lord Mahavir, Lord Krishna, He has given so much speech, just like a Bhagavad Gita. So He has explained everything, non-self as well as self. So when uh, He reached to the full stage, he's, He sees permanency, but He can see temporary also. So when people ask them, like, a, uh, like Arjun, He has asked, asked so many questions. Lord Krishna has given answer for that. So when he reached to the full stage, he has knowledge of permanent element also, as well as temporary things also, mm-hmm. phases of the element. So he has knowledge of all the things. Not only only he will see everything is a pure soul, everything is a absolute pure soul, not, not like that. He can visualize both the things, temporary as well as permanent. Pure soul and phases of the soul, phases of the non-self also. And what is the permanent thing in non-self? So everything he can visualize, he can see. In other words, he sees. He he ultimately comes to see the permanent mm. in the impermanent. No permanent and phases of the. See, when the, when the, see eternal element is a, such that it has permanent matter, permanent properties and temporary phases when it is called as a eternal element all the element has property and matter is permanent and phases are temporary just like a moon sun and earth they revolving each other the phases of moon we can see first day of moon second day of moon like the phases of the element take place still on the fourth day of moon moon is permanent but phases are temporary so just like a soul is permanent, there are six eternal elements in this universe. One is soul, one is matter, atoms. Atom is also permanent. One is time, one is space. There are six eternal elements. And when they revolve each other, 
the phases of element take place phases are temporary and eternal element are permanent so when he reached to the full stage he knows the all phases of the eternal element and eternal element as a permanent okay i want to pursue this a little bit more cuz this is interesting um you know those sayings that that famous saying by shankara that the world is an illusion brahman alone is real the world is brahman i don't know the sanskrit for it but and so i as i understood that what he's saying is that that which we call illusion the illusory temporary changing world is in its essence brahman it's in, in its essence it's its permanency it just appears as temporary and changing but we're 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 misperceiving it nadavakan simply says that uh, soul is permanent and world is relative correct and soul is real correct it's not like a total illusion because we are doing job so we have expectations i must get i must get my salary it's not like easily illusion Ah, illusion then there is no job no, no right. salary but get, get hungry and and my wife my children everything mm-hmm. is there so it is relative correct yeah that the simply says the world is relative correct and soul is real correct yeah it is temporary correct it's real on its own level and it is permanent correct right yeah um so for time it? being for time being it is correct mm-hmm. my wife i have taken divorce so now it is my relation is broken but it when he marry he has a wife so it is a real not really real but it is a relative but for sometimes say few years it is correct yeah it's real in its, it's own way it's not illusion she is not wife she is <laughs> so it is not illusion yeah so it is correct but temporary correct for some years or mm-hmm. after that they definitely separated right but so for few years it is correct mm-hmm. and soul is forever it is correct permanent correct right it doesn't become non-soul or something yeah at all <laughs> but uh like if we take an example here of something temporary this microphone it's made of metal and plastic and different elements and if we if we break those down we find atoms and a minute ago you said atoms are permanent yeah. but we can go even deeper yeah. and you don't have atoms anymore you know you have these subatomic particles that don't resemble atoms and you can go even deeper indivisible fraction of atom that is permanent yeah you get down to a level where you yeah. find the permanency yeah if you break it down deep enough there's yes. that permanency and it's the but same permanency we discovered that is a permanency of other element not self atoms are other element and they are also permanent when it is indivisible fraction of atom mm-hmm. that is also permanent so two element one is soul one is matter but just to be persistent <laughs> what i'm suggesting is that the the matter side of it if you boil it down deep enough you find the same unified field that you found on the soul side so you you discover that oh you know as, Bra- as shankara said the world is brahman this is pure soul in its in not at essential all essential value no no miss see only soul is one thing mm-hmm. but uh, suppose uh, in cinema one is a observer 
and one is the sin. So two things, one is a uh, object and one is observer. So two things must be there in this universe. Not only observer is only one, only one, only one. Observe, we have, there must be some object. Then only observer can object the things. So objects are also permanent, but phases of the object, permanent things, they are temporary. Phases of the element are temporary. And soul is also permanent, and phases of the soul are temporary. So object is also there, and observer is also there. And soul is observer. And other things, like object, they are... So observer, when see object, so there are two things in this world. Lord Krishna has also given two things. One is a permanent thing and one is the other things. Matter means pure soul and other matter is also element. But they have not knowledge or knowledge and vision. They don't have properties such as knowledge, such as bliss, such as vision. But it has another properties. While soul is another properties. But both are separate and both are permanent. So you're saying that the ultimately there are two elements in this world. There's soul and non-soul. Really six elements. Six elements. Okay. So there's soul and then there's five other elements. Ele- other elements. And and those what are those other elements made of? They are permanent. Permanent. But the matter is uh, like atoms. Mm-hmm. Parmanu. Anu parmanu. Individual fraction of at matter is a atoms, and still there is a division. Divisions of atoms can be last individual fraction is atom, mm-hmm. is permanent, and other is a space, one of the element. Kasha. Other is a time, is one of the element, mm-hmm. and soul and matter doesn't have property to move. Mm. So one element is helping to move, and another element he is giving stable condition. There are six eternal, eternal elements in okay. this universe. So you're saying then that the, the eternal elements such as atoms, space, time. time, those can't be reduced any further to an even more fundamental level of reality. Those are, as in, you might need to translate this, but each of those elements is as fundamental as it gets and you can't break them down into a common element no. that... that makes comprises them all not at all okay they remain immixable and they remain all six remain supporting each other but mm-hmm. in this body there are six eternal element but uh, they are not merging with each other okay they remain separate all the time their property is such that they never mixing with each other they remain total separate hmm. there are some um, Theoretical physicists who would debate you on that point, <laughs> they would say that you know you can go deeper, you can unify the, you can get down to fundamental forces, and those forces become unified, and ultimately you get down to unified field. You know, but I'm not a theoretical physicist, so that's as far as I can take it. <laughs> um, could we talk a little bit about your own? Experience and you know you met Dada Bhagavan when you were 17 and at a certain point you know you gained self-realization from him. Could could you describe your own 
path, your own experience, anything you feel would be of interest and inspiring to people? I got uh, in 1971 this knowledge from Dada Bhagwan, and initially I feel happiness. Oh, something inner bliss is there. Slowly, slowly I come in contact with Dada Bhagwan and Niruma, mm-hmm. and slowly, slowly I understand this spiritual science. And then I feel oh, this is something every every day, every moment I can feel this uh, that, that may help me for understanding. Uh, what is reality of this universe? What is a pure soul? What is other element? What are the ma- what is mind, intellect, ego? How the anger, pride, deceit, greed, everything is working. And then I, slowly, slowly, by grace of Dada Bhagwan, I feel separation from uh, experience from this Deepak, my first neighbor. And I was uh, at that time I was uh, studying engineering, first year engineering, uh, BE mechanical. So four years I, when I studied, still I feel that oh, I am inside, I am separate. And Deepak is studying, he is getting good marks, he is giving examination, everything. And still my inner awareness is total separate from this Deepak. So that is biggest experience. And then I started job, then I started my business. Still inside I can remain all the time separate and by relative part is doing job, business, everything is going on. And inside myself, no worry, no stress, no tension, little uh, total separation from this mind, speech, body, ego also, intellect. Ego is suffering so many things. But still I can remain all the time from ego, intellect, pride, separate from all these things. So that is biggest experience. And, and I was helping Niruma to edit Dada's book. So that will help me more. I can study more Dada's literature. And this is a science without contradiction. Just like in physics, 2H, in chemistry, 2H plus O, it gives water. So we can't say 3H plus 2O is going to give water. Because it is if there is a change of one atom, result won't come. Here also, due to one wrong belief, we will not get a good result. So here also, my understanding is very clear by studying Dada's uh, literature with the grace of Dada Bhagwan. So I have remained in touch with all this Dada's literature, spiritual science. And I understand this. This is that there is no contradiction at all. And for everything, I got solution. Why this is happening? To whom this is happening? Who is the doer? How this is happening? Everything, slowly, slowly, I can understand and I can experience that thing. Who is the governing this whole universe? How is pure soul is separate? Why these thoughts, good or bad, are coming? How the intellect is working? How the ego is working? How the anger, pride, deceit working? So I can understand by grace of Dada Bhagwan. And that is biggest experience for me. And, and I can remain separate from anger, pride, deceit, greed, thoughts, everything, bad or good, negativity. That is experience. Was you say slowly, slowly? Um, was there, were there any breakthrough moments where it was a, a, a big shift, or was it always? No, slowly, a little slowly. Little bit at a time. No, slowly, slowly, my progress is there. Mm-hmm. Some problem arise in mind or intellect or ego, then I will get solution from Dada's knowledge, 
and that will give me happy ex happiness and my experience will increase so like that when worldly problem comes in my business also in my house my father mother brother sister you have some disadjustment at that time this knowledge will help me to solve my worldly problem and that will help me to day to day life i can solve my worldly problem and i can remain in awareness of your soul without anger or without pride or without greed or deceit attachment hatred there will not be such thing happen but i can dissolve that things anger pride everything sometimes people um, report kind of dramatic awakenings like for instance buddha under the bodhi tree is the most famous example you know he sat there and finally there was this big breakthrough and he was enlightened um and even regular people these days sometimes have these major shifts you know they feel like it's a night and day difference all of a sudden and then they don't there's no going back um were there milestones like that in your own progress where um you know instead of just a little bit each day there was no, a, a big change and big change on the same day of nan ceremony the very beginning and then it beginning uh-huh biggest change very first day first day and then slowly slowly my this uh, covering will go away mm-hmm. and i will experience more and more about my permanency mm. um i mentioned in the beginning that it seems that these days a lot of people uh, ha- cl- are reporting spiritual awakenings you know and maybe there were there's some similarities between what they're reporting and probably differences um and some of them if you would say are have you are you self realized they would say yes i'm self realized i had a spiritual awakening uh but would you agree with that or do you feel like self realization is becoming somewhat commonplace these days or is it a very rare thing and you're not really going to find it too many places no but uh, suppose uh, see if somebody says i am having a uh, 1 million dollar but when he <laughs> spends something <laughs> he wants he want to purchase then he will say i don't have money he's just saying it yeah it is believing that i am having multi million person mm-hmm. but when he want to purchase something he want to s- uh, purchase car so he don't have money when he withdraw from bank the bank will say nothing is there right. so we have to take in uh, we have to uh, take as a s- experiment and we have to uh, on trial we have to study mm-hmm. whatever i am feeling whatever i experiencing is correct or not so every moment we have to study it whatever i see dada says that when i study myself i always doubt whatever i believe is always under doubt what is true i want to know true universal truth and whatever i believe it may not be universal truth so again and again he was doubting about his own belief and slowly slowly he will get he got ultimate knowledge mm-hmm. so just like whatever i studies from dada's knowledge still something happen i will apply my knowledge and if i get result then i will understand oh my understanding is correct and if i get bliss then i will understand my uh, understanding is correct and i am on right progress and if i feel something unhappiness or some anger or depression or insult if i feel that then i will apply knowledge again and again so uh, when when experience of pure soul is there self realization is uh, really he got 
then he has to test how i am getting the result and test he is a uh, he got a per, uh, right result then he is correct suppose somebody says my house is fully lighted and if i fall down on chair or table or so the light is not there so we have to understand we have to take we have to keep doubt what we are believing and then you get correct understanding uh, so many people taking gnan when and before that anger is there or pride is there some conflict between uh, relatives inwardly uh, in business also some problem so at that time he apply this knowledge and he see his own fault so biggest positive in this dada's knowledge we can see our own fault anger or pride or deceit or greed so we are seeing our own fault when we see fault of other person our conflict will increase and we our when we see our own fault our conflict is decrease and dissolves so uh, after self realization one who says i got self realization so biggest part is we have to see our own faults and we have to see worldly as a flawless vision not a fault of any other person whatever bad thing happens or good thing happens or some problems arise between some people that we have to see as everybody there should not be of any fault of any person flawless vision all the time that is biggest positive of means uh, a result of self realization so you're saying that if self realization is genuine then it sh- there are symptoms of it such as yeah. not seeing faults in others and yes. not being prone to anger and and greed and things like that yeah. that is that can be dissolved by this understanding yeah i heard a funny story last night from alicia she was telling me this story that apparently at some gathering not not one of your gatherings just some some gathering there were these it was some spiritual group and um there two guys got there early and saved seats in the front row so they could have a good seat and then they went back and uh they were having going to get some refreshments or something and one fellow said do you want are you going to get some coffee and the other guy said there's no one here to decide you know <laughs> and then they went back up to the front cuz the thing was going to start and someone had taken the, the their seats and the guy who had said there was no one here to decide said hey wait a minute you're in my seat <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so dada says that when he got self realization 1958 he says i totally uh disconnected from this mind speech and body still mm-hmm. mind speech and body are working but he is not ownership of mind speech and body Right. In ever since I am speaking, I am thinking, I am doing. Since my doership is totally dissolved and totally separate, no ego means no doership. So who um, controls the mind, speech, and body? If if one is not the doer, who who or what is the doer? Yeah, this is biggest question. Uh-huh. Suppose uh, one doll is there, doll, 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 yeah, doll, doll, and we are putting three cells. cells means uh, batteries no oh. batteries 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 yeah so uh, when we start that so it will doll will walk mm-hmm. i'm hungry i'm sleepy <laughs> so she will talk uh-huh. but when cell get discharged mm-hmm. battery get discharged it will fall down right 
just just like when we charge this cell so for charging we have to some plug is there some power supply is required and when discharge is take place there's nothing is required so just like our mind speech and body they are discharge battery so only scientific circumstantial evidence occurs thoughts will come or speech will come or action of body will take place but uh, it doesn't required any doer for charging new battery doer is required so due to ignorance of pure soul we are believing that i am read i am doer i am thinking i am speaking i am doing so that part due to wrong belief we are charging new battery of mind for next life new battery of speech for next life new battery of action of body for next life and in other life what happens in so whatever we have charged in past life in this life our mind speech and body these three battery are getting discharged now and for discharge our ego is not required for discharge circumstantial evidence are the required so due to some circumstantial evidence time space other evidence automatically discharge of mind will take place discharge of speech and discharge of body will take place so for discharge ego is not required for charging new karma ego required so right now you're talking to me and you're moving your hands and doing all sorts of things but you're not the doer yeah i am seeing that what deepak is doing right i'm no and seer of this deepak so what is making deepak do these things discharge discharge so Scientific. it's just karma unwinding yeah uh, unwinding it's a uh, karma is unwinding but circumstantial evidence dada says scientific circumstantial evidence are governing this universe hmm. not soul so the soul is just an uh, uninvolved witness yes and everything we're doing and saying and thinking all that is just discharge karma. discharging karma and uh, or if if we don't take the soul to be detached witness then we're charging up new karma no due to ignorance Creating. of pure souls and we are believing that i am doer of this thoughts or speech right. or action then and we, we generate new karma and we char- will charge new karma mm-hmm. some teachers say that when the soul is really realized you know fully then it's 24 hours a day even when the body is asleep inner awareness uh, remains is yes correct correct hmm is possible yeah in higher stage both the things body has got sleep and uh, inner awareness remain as it is hmm is that so your experience yeah i i have got this so mm-hmm. due to wrong belief that we are believing that i am sleeping mm-hmm. that wrong belief go away right and i am not sleeping and who is sleeping i know and myself i know who is i who am i so the body may be snoring but yeah. inner awareness. awareness of self is remain separate yeah good um it might be a good place to end but let me just see if there's anything in my notes <laughs> that here's one little final point perhaps and i think i've covered all the other ones and that is um do you feel that awakening can happen without a teacher or is a teacher absolutely essential a gyan purush or some teacher yeah teacher is always essential mm-hmm. but dada says that in this life i don't have any teacher but in past life i must get definitely 
uh, full stage. He achieved a, in spirituality as a full stage. He must be teacher in my past life. Mm -hmm. And then I got this realization in this life. And so if a person thinks in this life, I can do it without a teacher, maybe they should find one. Yeah, it is very difficult. Yeah. Suppose somebody says, one small boy, I don't want to, uh, I don't want any teacher, I will run one, two, three, A, B, C, D, mathematics, physics, chemistry, without yeah. teacher, it is possible. Experience once person required always. In in medical also, when he finishes medic, medical uh, study, three years he has to take intensive under uh, experienced doctor. Mm -hmm. So without experienced person, one cannot reach to that stage. Right. And in the case of spirituality, um, is it more what the teacher says or is the real influence a sort of a subtle transmission that's taking place and that's what really awakens the people? Like darshan. Yeah. No, no, grace. By grace of a spiritual teacher, mm -hmm. he can got uh, knowledge as well as experience. Mm -hmm. But his his humbleness required. Oh, I want to learn what is reality. I want to study. I want to reach what you experience. I want to study that things. So he, from his side, his requirement is there. Demand and supply. Mm -hmm. And grace of spiritual teacher, he will learn more. Mm. Yeah, they say the teacher is like a, a big reservoir, and but the student has to bring a pipe and put it up to the reservoir, you know. And if he just puts a little drinking straw, then there's not going to be much flow. But if he puts a big pipe, you know, meaning great willingness and sincerity. Here is the ego is there. Yeah. It's the ob biggest obstruction. <laughs> if I said, oh, I know something, I know everything, then ego is higher. Mm -hmm. He will he won't absorb more knowledge. Hmm. Less the ego, he will get more knowledge. Hmm. Ego is always obstruction. Mm. I know nothing about soul. That ego helps. Ama, the hugging saint who is coming to here at this area soon, she always says, we should always have the attitude of a beginner. Yeah, yeah. just a student. Right. I'm, right. All, all, I'm also myself. <laughs> After so many years, mm -hmm. I got 71, this knowledge. Mm -hmm. Still, every day I feel... Oh, I am student. I am learning this Dada science. Mm. Every day I am thinking that mm. towards this side. I know whatever I am knowing, still I want to know further. Beautiful. Good. I think that's a good place for us to conclude. Um, so let me make a few concluding remarks. First of all, thank you very much for again for this opportunity. It's really been a pleasure sitting with you and, and having this conversation. It's a great blessing for me. Um, and to those who have been listening or watching, um, you've been listening or watching a, uh, an interview with Deepak Bai, who is based in uh, the Gujarat area in India, but travels all over the world and has a website uh, where you can find out more about him and his teachings. I'll be linking to that website from mine, and mine is batgap.com, B-A-T-G-A-P, um, and there also on batgap.com you will find uh, other interviews that I have been doing and will do. You can subscribe to an email newsletter to be notified of new ones. 
And if you're watching this on YouTube, you can subscribe to the YouTube channel to be notified of, of new ones every time one is posted, which is about one a week. So uh, thank you all for listening and watching. Thank you again, Deepak Bhai. Yeah. And it's been a pleasure. Jai Satchidananda. I had the honor of interviewing Deepak Bhai this morning, um, and I had a follow-up question or, or two. Um, in your introduction this afternoon, you said, if I understood you correctly, that it's important to have a clear understanding of the goal when you embark on the path. My understanding has always been that the separation of self from non-self is not the ultimate. Um, and is perhaps represented by Sankhya in the Indian philosophy, but, the, uh, but that the schools of Indian philosophy are not competing with each other, they're complementary, and that eventually that separation gives rise to a greater unity, um, which is represented by Advaita or Vedanta. And a lot of Westerners these days are talking about non-duality and Advaita, and there are all sorts of people running around teaching, and that's why I think this might be a relevant question and not just sort of an academic question. Uh, and even in Dada Bhagavan's book, he talks about self-realization in, in his own case as having been a, a stage after which much further development continued, and um, even late in life, I guess, he felt that there wa it wasn't complete. You know, there was like four points out of 360 that, that remained to be achieved. So the question in a nutshell is, um, is duality, separation of self from non-self, the final destination, or d is it a, s a stage after which eventually complete unification or Brahman or totality or unity is uh, achieved? So what is your question? <laughs> Oh, try to put it concisely. The whole teaching, I, and for, for, I'm unqualified to ask, ask this question in that I haven't done Gyan Vidhi yet. I'll do it tomorrow. And maybe the question would evaporate if I had done, done Gyan Vidhi. So apologies for those who've already done it and been doing it for a long time. Uh, but since you had said that the, it's good to have a clear understanding of the goal when embarking on the path, my question is, is the goal, the ultimate goal, a state of separation of self from non-self, or is that like a, a, a point on the journey and the ultimate goal is more a, a, a complete unity uh, in which non-self and self are contained within a larger wholeness? In this uh, spiritual science, really some beginners, they don't know about uh, self and non-self. They, know, they, they want only peace, please, permanent happiness. Happiness, there should not be and it should remain continuous. So everybody, every people or every living creature wants happiness. And that happiness should not end. Whatever we are getting happiness in this world, that is a temporary happiness. Some food or some marriage life or from money, house, car, everything are temporary things. And we are getting happiness from temporary thing. It's a temporary happiness. So here, 
They don't know what is permanent, what is temporary, what is self, non-self. They want happiness. I want permanent happiness. But permanent shabda also they don't know. Here what happens, they realize their own self, who am I? And self is permanent, soul is permanent. So permanent gives permanent happiness. And they realize, oh, I am, after Gnanvidhi, I don't have so many problems. My worry, my stress, my conflict, my stress goes away. And inner bliss starts because soul is permanent. And it is full of happiness, full of bliss. So he starts experiencing inner happiness. So here, after Gnanvidhi, that worldly unhappiness, it goes away and inner happiness starts. You understood? And then, if he understands more about this science, he will get more clear understanding for worldly problems, how to solve worldly problems. So that will help in future. But initially, he get inner happiness. See, what uh, we are believing that we are oneness with non-self. All this relative part, we are merged with relatively part. So initially, Gnanvidhi, after Gnanvidhi, we are separated from relative part. Then we will reach absolute I, absolute pure soul. So that is a Keval Gnan or absolute stage of pure soul. So after we will reach to that stage. But in that stage, all this relative remain as it is. Our wrong belief totally dissolves. And we re, we we are uh, we are reaching to the full stage as a knower and seer of all these relative things, all these phases, relative things. But but we are uh, that you say that everything is one. That is not possible. Observer and object they remain two all the time. After ultimate liberation, object is there. Whole universe is object and that uh, absolute pure soul is an observer. That stage remains forever, from beginning to ultimate stage. You understood? Yes. Is there any question? Um, again, uh, you know, it's premature because I haven't done Gyan Vidhi, but um, my experience and understanding is that there are many, many layers of attachment. Many, it goes deeper and deeper, layers of um, identification. And um, I think you answered it very well this morning when you said that uh, with, with Gyanvidi there's a self-realization and then um, the, the karmas just begin to dissolve. And that may take a long time. Discharge karma, we have to finish. Right. It will take time. And I guess, well, I guess maybe a good question would be, are there deeper and deeper karmas? Does it start with the sort of small ones and then get down to more heavy karmas that are more kind of deeply rooted? So, guys, yeah? Deepak bhai, you say that in our karma theory, we have to discharge karma, we have to 
તમે કહો છો એને સવારે સમજણ પડી પણ એનાથી આપણે સૂક્ષ્મતમ સૂક્ષ્મતાની જુદી જુદી જેવી કર્મો છે કે એ બધી ધીરે ધીરે બહાર નીકળે યા સ્લોલી સ્લોલી સી કર્મ રિમેઇન ફિઝિકલી થોટ્સ ઓર સ્પીચ ઓર એક્શન ઇઝ ધેર બટ અવર અન્ડરસ્ટેન્ડિંગ ગોઝ ડીપર સેપરેશન વી કેન એક્સપિરિયન્સ મોર સેપરેશન ફ્રોમ ધીસ નોન સેલ્ફ એન્ડ વી એક્સપિરિયન્સ અવર પ્યોર સોલ સો ધેટ અવર અન્ડરસ્ટેન્ડિંગ પાવર ગોઝ ડીપર એન્ડ ધેટ વિલ હેલ્પ ટુ કીપ સેપરેશન ફોર સટલેસ્ટ ટાઈમ માઇન્યુટ ટાઈમ એવરી મોમેન્ટ વી કેન રિમેન સેપરેટ બટ ડિસ્ચાર્જ કર્મ ઇઝ એઝ ઇટ ઇઝ પ્રીવિયસલી વી ફીલ ગ્રોસ કર્મ વી સી ગ્રોસ લેવલ ધેન વી કેન સી ઇન ગ્રોસ લેવલ ઓલ્સો દેર આર સો મેની ફેઝીસ ફ્રોમ બિગિનિંગ ટુ એન્ડ દેર આર સો મેની ફેઝીસ એન્ડ વી કેન સી માઇન્યુટલી ફ્રોમ વેરી બિગિનિંગ ટુ એન્ડ એન્ડ વી આર નોવર ફોર ધેટ ડિસ્ચાર્જ કર્મ સો અવર અન્ડરસ્ટેન્ડિંગ પાવર ગોઝ ડીપર એન્ડ ડીપર this karma remain as it is but we are attached and then we are getting separated from discharge karma and in this discharge karma our awareness see whatever we are feeling that my thoughts are bad then he understand no behind that thoughts negative opinions are there then further he understand that behind that opinion intellect is working behind that intellect egoism is working ego has negative believe for himself so when bad thoughts we will see not only bad thoughts but we can understand up to last negative belief what ego has negative belief and once we know that negative belief it gets dissolved and we can remain separate from this ego intellect thoughts mind and we can experience our pure soul oh i am totally knower and seer when ego dissolves when we see that negative belief of ego then we are observer of that ego the ego gets dissolved and at that time awareness or say experience of pure soul comes out more and more so thoughts or speech or action remain as it is but we our understanding power is goes deeper and deeper to the root due to ignorance everything gets generated from where it gets generated our vision is clear for that and once we know where is the beginning when we dissolve that beginning root cause so we can experience pure soul more correctly understood